Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. I'm your host, Honest Abe, along with the gang, Brandon the Mick Foster. Hey, what's happening? And the lovely Lady M. What a lovely morning it is. We also got a special guest in the house this morning, uh, Fuente Sales Rep of the Year, Mr. Alan Goldfarb. Thank you, Abe. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you here. You going to help us guide uh, Carlito in when he calls in later? A little bit. He does well on his own, though. <laughs> Good stuff. So how's your week? How's your week go? Anything going on? We had a nice little hurricane scare. I was supposed to be in Nicaragua, actually, Tuesday. Yeah. Opted not to go. Looked like the hurricane was coming. Didn't want to be stuck mm-hmm. in Nicaragua and not be able to get back in. My wife's here with the kids. And, was and now we're, we're stuck with you. Now you're stuck oh, with me. Man. <laughs> hurricane aid. Stuck with me. But what yeah. a mess that would have been, though. You can't you can't risk that, you know? You know, it seems like anytime you try to prepare for a best, it doesn't come. And then no. when you're least expecting it, it hits us. I remember one year it came right over us. We never thought it was coming, and it came right over us. One year we were going to have a big event with the Padrones. We were going to celebrate the 80th uh, anniversary of Jose Orlando Padron. We had this big party planned on Friday, music. The whole family was coming up. Mm-hmm. It was in October. Yeah. Hurricane was coming. Had a long talk with George Orlando. Hey, we need to postpone this. You know, it's going to be supposed to be here Friday afternoon. Da-da. Yeah, no problem. It sounds like the thing, safest thing to do. Sunny. Sunny, perfect Just day. beautiful. Beautiful day, Friday. <laughs> no, 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 cloud to sky. Light breeze, suntan yeah, weather. So. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how it is for us right now. I mean, we got, look outside, we got a beautiful weekend beautiful. coming straight at us, mm-hmm. but, you know, these, these poor people up in, where is it going? Jersey, well, New you York? Know, I'm, now. Supposed to, I'm supposed to go up to Jersey, Atlantic City. Next weekend, Friday. <laughs> well, next weekend let's, you'll be all right. Yeah, but let's it's see bumping up and down the coast. It's hitting the oh, Carolinas, man. Jersey, New York. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to mess up a lot of the eastern. That, that's there. a shame. Those poor people. No, yeah, listen. God, we wish them the best. We our prayers, and uh, hopefully they'll all be safe. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what's funny though. I was reading is you know you know where lines are out the door in New York right now. Hmm. I mean, obviously the you know supply stores and whatnot. But there's a photo in this morning's New York Post. Lines out the door. Guess what? <laughs> liquor stores. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> they're lining up at the <laughs> liquor stores. I mean, we want to make sure they're prepared. Been speaking of good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Speaking of liquor, Lady M, what's the well, uh, signature cocktail? Yeah, for the actually, dinner? this this is great for anyone that's listening up in the Northeast. Um, this is actually it's originally named Yucca. I call it Flower Child, but it la- it can last forever. You, all you need to do is get a big handle of tequila, cup of sugar, cup of lemons, cup of limes, put it in a big jar and shake it for thirty minutes. And thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. You got to shake it for thirty minutes. That's like yes. a workout. That's hey, not a drink. But it is. It's just. It's just a handle. That's all you need. One handle. <laughs> And it tastes amazing. My sister and I drank this at the festival we went to. I'd have to hire somebody to sit there and shake for 30 minutes while no, I drink you, my drink. It's like you get and you huddle up, you pass it around, you know, you kind hey, of Hey, Bob, is that next it. batch ready? We're almost done here. Oh, it's fun. But it's great. I mean, it'll be great for a hurricane party if you're sitting there. I guess so. At least you don't need electricity. Uh, <laughs> what a bunch of hippies. It's good. Try it. <laughs> you're passing around the bottle so everybody can shake it. Thank you very much for my chore you have given me. <laughs> no, it's great. And, of course, every morning we have... Every week we have our lighted up section where we light up our favorite cigars for the morning. And in tribute to our special guest this week, uh, we're all smoking Fuente product. I myself have chosen the Sun Grown Double Chateau. It's got a nice Sun Grown Ecuadorian wrapper, uh, a little full body. It's got some punch to it. The cigar measures uh, six and three quarters by uh, 50. Good size cigar for me. Retails about seven and a quarter. Nice cigar. Uh, Brandon, what are you smoking this morning? I'm smoking a Hemingway. Today I'm smoking the Hemingway Classic. 
Excuse me. Goodness sake. Sorry. Really professional. Uh, no, I'm smoking the Hemingway Classic Dominican cigar. It's got medium to full body. It's really nice cigar. It's not, it's not overwhelming. Great flavor to it. It's one of those cigars that's constantly good. Just all the time. Uh, it's got a $9.65 price tag on it. Fantastic cigar. Oh, and a great size, by the way. It's a 7 inches by 48 ring gauge. That's a class. That truly is a classic. Mm. Great cigar. And lovely Lady M, what are you puffing on this morning? Well, this morning I actually have a Don Carlos number 3. Ooh, um, my favorite. Yeah, it's it good. Is. I like it. Nice size, too, for you. Especially. Yeah, 5.5 by 44. Uh, Dominican filler, Dominican binder, Cameroon wrapper. Um, it's a, you know, rich, medium, full body. I like that Cameroon. The Cameroon's a really tasty wrapper. One of, one of my favorites. I enjoy Cameroon cigars that are made very well, and that's probably one of the best Cameroon cigars you could buy. And as always, folks, uh, all, all these cigars are featured on our KMA Weekly Cigar Special. You can get four of these cigars. You get five of these cigars, excuse me, for the price of four. To find out how to take advantage of that special, visit www.kissmyashradio.com. And also, we have our Zycar giveaway. Nice. We only cut and light our cigars with the finest of tools, Zycar, guaranteed for life. Mm-hmm. Our good friends over at Zycar are sending us nice stuff to give away to our listeners every week. This week, we have a beautiful set. This set, they outdid themselves this week. This is about a $180 set. They got a beautiful modern um, ultra-slim cutters, and this is a carbon fiber model, gorgeous-looking cutter. And they matched it up with a beautiful triple torch. Uh, it's called the XTX. It's a tabletop triple torch lighter. Black, the lighter retails for about 80 bucks. Carbon fiber lighter retails about 99. The 10th caller will win this set, complimentary of Zycar. Zycar. So, uh, call us at 877-927-6969. While we're trying to find out who wins that, Brandon, a lot lot going on this week, buddy. A lot going on this week. What do you got for us? Let's hear it. Well, there was something to do about a hurricane and all of that going on. Um, did you hear about Gaddafi? <laughs> have you have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, good. That T- means took a little long. It should have happened a while ago, but okay. finally, yeah. <laughs> it means you're not completely out of touch uh, like most of the world. But apparently, this is what I found to be exciting about the whole story about Gaddafi. Apparently, when they infiltrated his compound there, his area where he was staying, he had pictures up on the walls, in photo albums, close-ups, zoomed-in pictures of Condoleezza Rice. Who? Yeah. Condoleezza Rice. Come on. Who is? Everywhere. <laughs> really? Like, like, like everywhere. Like, 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 is it an infatuation or like is it you know, a, a threat or you know, a threatening way? Or? Oh, no. He loved her. He, really? he would gush all the time. Lisa, Lisa, I love her very much. I don't know why I made him Italian, but that's what's going on. I could just, Ahmed, I love the space between our teeth. You know what I mean? What is with that? Really? I don't know who this woman is. We need a special alert button when Emily, when Emily does that. We need a special sound. Exactly. Condoleezza Rice, Em. Oh, now she's looking it up so she can talk about it. Really? All right, move on. Now, that, we'll have to talk to you after the show. The wow. God, it's terrific. Okay. Oh, Lindsay Lohan's uh, reputation is just violently in disarray, apparently. Would you like to know why now? Yeah, tell me. Because the rapper Pitbull used her name in a song. She's suing him. What do you say? He get, said, oh, get locked up like Lindsay Lohan. Exactly. It's this little <laughs> lyric that means nothing. It actually says, I got it locked up like Lindsay Lohan. Who cares? Uh, and what she's suing the grounds on. She, oh, it, it's 
phenomenal what she's suing on. It says that it's done irreparable dam uh, re- irreparable harm to her reputation. Wow. Really? As if she has any right. kind of reputation left. Really? This she's, is the least of her problems. Right. Only making her reputation worse. She does quite well on her own. I know. I thought once you gut her, it doesn't get any worse. I mean, come on. Did you see, by the way, the commercial that she made while she was on house arrest? No. no. Oh, it's terrific. It's this terrible, low-budget, internet-only kind of a thing. <laughs> it's it's one of those uh, sites where you can bid for stuff uh-huh. online. You know, it's it's uh, whatever. She says, <laughs> she says, are you stuck somewhere for a while? Not going anywhere? Can't uh-huh. get outside? <laughs> well, then this website, blah, blah, blah. And it's this terrible, grainy, low-budget thing. Oh, it's oh, just, man. it's awful and terrible, but it's where she should be. Uh, let's see. Oh, this was horrifying. A woman in Daytona Beach, Florida. Florida always has these crazy stories, by the way. I don't know if you picked up on that. Central Florida woman is being charged with child neglect after authorities said she rode in the bed of a pickup truck with, wait for it, an eight-month-old oh. in a stroller. Wow. Are you serious? In the truck. Only in, only in the truck. Only I did some more research on this. I watched the uh, story on it. She was the babysitter of this kid. She wasn't oh, even the not mother. Even oh, my the mother. God. She was the babysitter. And in her defense, like in the court, she's saying, she said, literally, there is no handbook to tell you what not to do. That is ridiculous. I'm a nanny, and I, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know you'd be in big trouble. <laughs> I'd be out of work. <laughs> no kidding. Now, now are the, pa- the parents are liable for that, right? I don't. Th- all it says is that uh, the the woman was arrested for doing this. It didn't say anything about the parents in the story or in the uh, wow. video. Wow. Yeah, which that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, that's, I'd, I'd be curious to find out if there's any liability on the parents for that kind of a situation. I get the feeling if you dug any deeper here, you're going to find Probably. something you don't want to find, though. <laughs> that's just ridiculous, though. Uh, Dr. Phil in a little hot sauce at the moment, pun intended. Uh, he got... He got caught? He got, no, 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 no. He, he's, he's just, uh, kind of indirectly involved here. You know, though, they do those stories where they go and visit your house and there's, you know, you're a horrible parent or mm-hmm. you're too messy or your yeah. boss is terrible. Right. You know, they did a thing with the horrible parents and what have you. This woman, while being filmed, while being filmed for the Dr. Phil show, the cameras are in her house pointed at her. She makes her child, who, who had misbehaved, uh-huh gargle or, or excuse me washes his mouth out with hot sauce like a like a healthy amount of hot sauce which is not that unusual it's kind of like washing your mouth out with soap just yeah, a little I mean, more violent my mom used black pepper on me growing up if i said the wrong thing what's the big deal well now because she was being filmed you can't do that especially if you're going to broadcast it to the world she was found guilty on child abuse charges oh, wow. are you serious absolutely come on I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, it's what, better than taking a whack across the kid's head. I mean, really? True. Yeah, of course it is. But but listen, that's just that's just how our world is going now. Listen, listen to this. If you think that's ridiculous and we're getting too, I don't know if PC is the word, but if we're getting too tame, Marines, the Marines, okay, if there's anyone who can kind of, who can kind of man up, it's the Marines. The Marines have been instructed not to fart downwind (laughs) because it offends the Afghanis or the Afghans, however you say that. Afghans, right? Really? Whatever it is. Wow. I don't know about that. And it doesn't end there. This is this is a this is an actual story. No kidding. How do you blame? Who who do you blame? They're offended by it. It's like some kind of 
traditional religious thing, whatever. But that's not the end of it. They're also not supposed to swear, and they can't talk about politics, religion, or women because mm-hmm. it offends the Afghans. Are you kidding me? Can we lighten up for a little bit, especially for the military? This this is unbelievable. It's not a tickling competition they're over there for. To mm-hmm. fart downwind. No kidding. No, they uh, need a cigar and a thing of yucca. And just... I think I might institute that <laughs> policy at Smoke In. <laughs> <laughs> Fart only downwind. <laughs> Unreal. Well, listen up. That's good stuff, Brandon. And um, stay tuned uh, after the break. Uh, also, mm-hmm. later on the show, we have our $100 giveaway $100 gift certificate giveaway sponsored by Altidus USA every week. And, of course, uh, we have our special segment with our special guest, live from the Dominican Republic, Carlos Fuente Jr. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. and bewitching, and it has cigar lovers spellbound. Warlock, a devilishly good smoke that's mesmerizing aficionados with its hypnotic blend of deep, complex notes. Crafted in Nicaragua by acclaimed cigar maker Omar Ortez, Warlock tempts the palate with a sorcerer's blend of bold tobaccos that casts its spell and never lets go. Light up a Warlock and see why smokers find its charisma irresistible. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Rocky Patel has been handcrafting the finest premium handmade cigars in the world for over 15 years. And proof of that is the award-winning Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary and the Decade by Rocky Patel. The 15th Anniversary is a 92-rated cigar that became an instant classic when launched in 2010. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar with rich, toasty notes of spice, cocoa, espresso bean, and a lingering sweetness. The Decade by Rocky Patel is the highest rated non-Cuban cigar ever, receiving a rating of 95. The Decade is an amazingly well-balanced cigar with a long, full finish and distinctive lingering sweetness. The rich, oily wrapper on the Decade is as inviting as any cigar in your humidor. Enjoy the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary and the Decade by Rocky Patel. They'll be the cigars that you want to relax with and enjoy. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoking locations. Kizano cigars are manufactured in the Dominican Republic using only the finest of hand-selected tobaccos that have been aged to perfection. Their cigars have been rated in the 90s by Cigar Aficionado and chosen as best of the best by the Rob Report. From the Kizano 18-paired LXI Habano Sungrown 59 Cameroon to their economically priced bundles, every step has been taken to ensure the finest quality tobaccos and utmost craftsmanship. Kizano cigars. Discover what a fine cigar should be. 
Honest Abe here, and let me tell you about Drew Estate's highly sought-after Liga Provada cigar that was originally created solely for the smoking pleasure of their own company's president. Exquisitely blended from seven different rare tobaccos from seven different farms, it is handcrafted by only the absolute best torcedores. No expense has been spared or shortcuts taken in its creation, and each cigar is guaranteed to be flawless in construction, flavor, and character. Rich, complex, full-bodied without being harsh, Liga Provada can be best described in one word. Satisfying. You are listening to KMA Radio. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. Listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Honest Abe here with the gang, Brandon McFoster, lovely ADM, and a very special guest, the Fuente Sales Rep of the Year, Alan Goldfarb. <laughs> I like saying that. I'm going to be saying that all year now. Mm-hmm. It's the Fuente Sales Rep of the Year. Why, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, also, we got a nice congratulations going out to. Ooh, here we go. Bill Cresswell of Lake Worth. Bill Cresswell, congratulations. You were the winner of our Zycar set, lighter and color set. And um, we'll get that out to you. And uh, thank you very much for listening, Bill. Nice. Yeah, it was very cool. And um, I believe, uh, hopefully, that our connection has gone through. We're uh, hoping to get Carlito live from the Dominican Republic because now it's really for my favorite time, for my favorite part of the show here. It's time for Me, Your Maker. Carlito, are you there? Good morning. How are you, Abe? I'm here. Yes, I am. Good morning. Great to have you. I love it when there's no technical problems. Every time I say that, I'm always paranoid there's just going to be silence at the other end. It's so nice. (laughs) That's great to be here. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you got a lot going on. I mean, obviously, we heard about the the situation with the fire down there, and uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, getting it all back together, and, uh, you know, we hope, we're uh, glad that everybody's okay. And, and Yeah, that, thank uh, God everybody's fine. It's been a very, very difficult week, and it, and it will be very difficult for the next couple of years to come, but uh, the most important thing, no one was injured, and actually, uh, listening uh, about the hurricane, and speaking about Hurricane Irene and so forth, and it did happen the evening of the hurricane, and, and uh, we suspect it was about maybe 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I know that it was, it was raining very, very hard, and there were heavy winds. Not hurricane winds, but still the tail end heavy winds. And it's a good chance uh, it was caused by lightning. Uh, but these warehouses were very, very huge, and uh, they were like bunkers. I mean, they're, they're made of brick, you know, cement, brick, and steel, and, uh, you know, with metal doors to shut down and so forth. There was no electricity at that night because everything the day before with the warning of the hurricane coming directly to the Mega Republic. Everything was shut down. All the breakers were down. All, uh, but it's a possibility it was lightning. But unfortunately, in the Dominican Republic and a lot of uh, these countries, uh, you know, the resources are not as sophisticated. It takes time. And there is someone coming from the states. Uh, they'll be here this week to check and some technical uh, people coming in and check and see exactly what was the source. Um, uh, so that any any I know that it was an act of God, but if it was good to know so that we could do anything for the future from this happening again. 
Well, absolutely. And there's one thing you and your family have definitely uh, shown over time that you guys will overcome, always do. So wish you the best in all your endeavors there, Carlito. Uh, thank you. We appreciate all the support. It's overwhelming, the kind of support, the letters, the emails, the calls. It really means a lot, and, and it, it's, it's, it's just it's incredible. And I've always said it's not about cigars. It's about people. And we are an industry of wonderful people, great relationships, and we're one of the very few industries that I'm aware of, other than of, of small family restaurants, where the person that makes the product has a direct contact with the consumer in a relationship. It just, it's just overwhelming. We are, we're all very, very blessed. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And, you know, Carlito, you know, the brand that you and your family have carried uh, for many years is obviously named after your grandfather, Arturo. So, obviously, the uh, lineage goes way back. You have a long family history in the business. Um, would you mind just giving our listeners who may not know it just a brief overview of that uh, history in the, of the cigar business? Um, yes, I would. It, yes, of course, Abe. Uh, it goes back. My grandfather uh, came from Havana in 1906 as, as a young man at the age of 15 years old uh, from Havana to Key West. At that time, the industry, the cigar industry in Key West was booming very large after the Spanish-American War. And his older brothers and sisters, their family of nine brothers and sisters, were already in Key West making cigars. Uh, they came earlier during the Spanish-American War to help the family, help the revolution in Cuba, because at that time, they would come to the States to earn money and help the revolution for their independence. And because they were all cigar makers, and my great-grandfather grew tobacco-made cigars, they were in Key West, and they used to be ferries just going back and forth on Key West daily. He worked at the Gato factory in Key West, and then in 1906, went back to Cuba. And the reason was there, like I said, helping his family who were struggling in Cuba, the farmers, and going through a difficult time. Uh, he went to Key West, and he just got the taste of the American dream. By that time, the railroad in Tampa, which was built by Platt, was built, and it gave access to all the markets up, the big markets in the Northeast. And my grandfather, Tampa, Ybor City was booming. It became, you know, it, 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 Ybor City back in the 20s made as much as 500 million Havana cigars. People think of Cuba as the big producer of cigars. But at that time, you look back at history, it, it was the cigar city. So at a very young age, went to Tampa and started a Duda Fuente Cigar Company in 1912. Unfortunately, um, as a reminder, we're celebrating our 100th year next year, which is very fortunate, but unfortunately, in 1924, my grandfather, a very young age, while being in Cuba during the tobacco season, his factory burned down to the ground. He lost everything. I mean, it burned down to the ground. He lost everything. Being a very proud man, he refused to, to file bankruptcy at that time and um, had to sell off his properties, everything he had, and he went to work for other companies as a general manager, as a blender, uh, for several decades until he was able to reopen again his own factory. And um, my father was reminding me yesterday that, uh, the, you know, in our lifetime, you know, this, it, over the 100 years, there's been nine fires. I think fire is like the middle word. It's so ironic that fire is so necessary in joining a cigar also. But uh, from uh, it, we've constantly, you know, it's it, when you have an industry in a company of 100 years, of course, you go through depressions, you go through the revolution, the Cuban embargo, and, and difficulties in, in surviving and so forth. Then we went to Central America uh, before going to um, Nicaragua. We were in Nicaragua in the 1970s. But before Nicaragua, my father was in Mexico, I tried uh, Puerto Rico, went to Jamaica, but nothing really worked, and he didn't see anything that he saw a future in. But in the 70s, Nicaragua was booming. There were a lot of other Cuban families there. And uh, 
the tobacco was developing. And we went to Nicaragua in 1970. It was a very, very safe place. Everybody assured us how safe it was. Uh, President Somoso, General Somoso, was a graduate of West Point in the United States. His wife, Puerto uh, Real, uh, from a doctor in Tampa, and in a great, in a great relationship with the United States. Everything was very safe. We went there, and it sure as hell was safe for about five years, and all, all hell broke, broke loose. Our factory was burned to the ground. From there went to Honduras. There was another two fires in Honduras. Uh, and both fires happened within six months. Both of them were electrical. It was, you know, short-circuit. It, it, it was a different situation. And we were really struggling. It was a time um, in the 70s that things were very difficult. The United States' interest was in 20-something percent. Uh, the cigar makers had, had retired. The younger generation would not learn to make cigars by hand. And um, we had two choices. We had to concentrate on machine-made cigars and get into the machine-made industry or move offshore again. And that's what we came to the Dominican Republic. Going back and, and thinking about this now is that the Dominican Republic was my father's first choice. It's an island, a canoe pad away from Cuba. It was my father's first choice, but at that time it was very difficult because there had just been a revolution in the Dominican Republic with, uh, uh, with the uh, President Trujillo, the U.S. Marines had been here, and there wasn't the infrastructure or the business uh, environment to invest here at that time. And uh, but then after the revolution of Nicaragua and so forth, the years later, that's when it began with free zones and and foreign investment and so forth. Uh, uh, President Reagan with the Plan Reagan, the Caribbean Basin, and it was a different situation. We came to the Dominican Republic in um, 1980. We started here in the Dominican Republic, and uh, started very small, uh, seven employees, and um, worked very very hard with the support of a lot of wonderful people. It's just been it's just been a roller coaster ride of just you know thrills and, and you know ups and downs and hurricanes and floods and right and uh, should... it's been up and down. So this one is a very very hard blow, of course, this fire because they were literally. I, I don't even want to talk about how much tobacco, and it wasn't tobacco that is replaceable. It's irreplaceable. Well, there was tobaccos there that were uh, up to 50 years old that we were saving, and we were, we were blending some no. cigars, and I had store yeah. tobaccos that had been saved. We saved it and saved it for our 100th anniversary. I had yes. Coronas, which are the high leaves that were 25 years in you know aging the blend. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult. It's very hard. Thank God uh, we have a lot of different areas with full of aged tobacco, and um, my father is very meticulous in the way he does things. And we lost a little bit of everything. But it wasn't, we, it wasn't all of one thing, so we do have tobacco to continue. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you do. Um, there's also, I think, a question there. Yeah, we have um, a Twitter question. Um, how uh, will production be affected by this fire? Well, we work with a minimum of, you know, people who have visited the factory before, people who know, uh, it, they, they understand the way we, we're a family and we do things we don't have to. Uh, we do things from the heart, and sometimes we do things just, it's almost like a passion. And we have to buy ridiculous amounts of age-grade tobacco. But the reason I believe and I know that our products will make so many different cigars, uh, different blends, within the Fuente line, there's, there's different blends. You, you mentioned the Hemingway, you mentioned the Don Carlos, you have the Chateau Fuente, uh, you look at the Fuente Opus X. And you have so many sun grown, and you, each one individually, year after year after year, they're consistent as humanly possible. Then you have the Maximus, and then you have, 
the Ashtons, and every cigar is different, but year after year they're consistent. And the reason is because of the vast amount of great tobacco we age. So it won't affect, it, it's not going to change anything other than we, after going through many meetings and being hours, listen to my voice now. I mean, it's like it's my father, 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, going over things and, and see how we, what we're going to do. The, the logical and smart thing to do is to start reducing pr- production. Reduce mm-hmm. production at a level maybe we're thinking 10, you know, 15 to 15%, and slowly. And, we'll, and within a year to a year and a half, we'll be back at normal levels again. We'll have the same amount of aged tobacco that we have now. We'll be able to come back up. And nobody will notice in the industry any difference, or we'll skip a beat in anything. And we could have the... Uh, we could we could have the same product for you know forever for years to come. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's not an easy decision to do because it involves people, and when I say people, it's not only the people who make cigars and, and people who work in the factory, but it involves customers, it involves uh, you know brick and mortar families who depend on the delivery of our products and the and so forth, and customers who depend on our products. And that's a hard decision to do, but it's a very wise decision to do. And our integrity and our products and our commitment to consistency and quality in the 100 years and the love of my family, my grandfather, the respect we have for the tradition is something that's non-negotiable. Well, that's why you guys got to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Carlito, stick around. We're going to take a small break here and pay our bills. And uh, you are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shells, but undeniably there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estates Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves acid cigars. Want to add some big-time pleasure to your life, the guilt-free kind? Then light up a Vega Fina cigar. Vega Fina is a great cigar and a great value to boot. Highlighted by a select Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper, it delivers a smooth, mild-to-medium-bodied, top-quality smoke. With Vega Fina, you get a lot of enjoyment for less. Surgeon General Warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Capturing the spirit of Havana, one cigar at a time, is the best way to describe Zycar's great-tasting HC series of premium cigars. Rated 92 and chosen in the top 25 cigars of 2010. Smoke In proudly carries all three blends, Connecticut Shade, Criollo, and Habano Colorado, all at great new prices to boot. Match these premium cigars with Zycar's exceptional accessories, known for their unconditional lifetime warranty, and you'll find yourself in Smoker's Paradise. Zycar, for life. Enjoy the delightful moments of life with spirit and emotion, either for oneself or together with friends. This is a genuine lifestyle. It is Davidoff's. The Good Life, uniting craftsmanship, dedication, and knowledge of tradition has been the key to the success of the Davidoff brand. 
Davidoff, when only the best will do. Smoke In is a proud Davidoff appointed merchant and proudly offers a wide selection of the highly acclaimed Davidoff white label cigars. For your nearest Smoke In location, visit www.smokein.com. Critically acclaimed La Gloria Cubana cigars are handcrafted in the Dominican Republic and have become known for their full-bodied, rich flavor and distinctive spicy sweetness. With multiple ratings of 90 or better from Cigar Aficionado and a listing in Rob Report's Best of the Best, it's no wonder that La Gloria cigars are a favorite among premium cigar connoisseurs. Taste for yourself why La Gloria Cubana cigars have the reputation of one of the finest premium cigar brands in the market today. La Gloria Cubana is available at all smoke-in locations. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912. Artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos. Making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series. The Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuentes Fuente. You are listening to KMA Radio. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. Welcome back. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Honest Abe, with our very special guest, Carlito Fuente, live from the Dominican Republic. Carlito, thanks for joining us again this morning. Oh, it's a pleasure, Abe. Happy to be here. Good. Well, Carlito, look, we got a lot of questions, and a lot of people, you know, have uh, given us a lot of feedback on what they want to talk about. And one of the things that everybody kind of always discusses with us, especially being in the stores, is, you know, your company's basically been pretty steadfast in the lines that it's developed. I mean, the Magnamar was one of the newest releases in, in pretty much a very long time. And is that something that you feel is a conservative conservatism within your company, or um, you know, is is there a process in which you come about making new brands? And is there something that we can be looking forward to in the in the future? Um, there's been uh, some buzz I heard about something new, uh, Casa Cuba, or something you guys might be working on. Is there any truth to any of that? Absolutely. That uh, hey, we're always working on things. I mean, we could play the classics because we've been around for so, so damn old, and we could play rock and roll and make that guitar squeak, you know, and just scream. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, it's from one spectrum to the other. The Magnamar, it was just something, the Rosado Sungrown, something that I felt was necessary. I felt there was the market trend, and I think that partially, uh, I could be credited to that trend with a Fuente Fuente of sex coming out with cigars that are so rich, bold, and flavorful, and, and the VSGs and the Maximus and, and just so forth. The trend of the market, I see things, that, and I see and I started feeling things that I didn't like. Every cigar is so strong, and, and instead of smoking four cigars, people might smoke one cigar a week. They were overpowering. And I believe in the classics, and I respect the tradition. I wanted to make something that was just like old-school blending, something that you want to enjoy that's pleasant, that doesn't fight you, that, that's your companion, and just a great-tasting cigar. And the response has been unbelievable, so much so that I see I see many manufacturers going back to that style of blending. Okay, and is, is there... Um is there any timeline on the uh, this Casa de Cuba that we've been hearing about? Is, is uh, the Casa de Cuba will be released next year for 100th anniversary. 
the cigars are oh. made that were going to be released this year, and I just felt the timing wasn't right, and they, they're going to be released next year. Great. And it was a good decision to make with all the with all the situations we have now. Now in hindsight, we see things, but the gun school will be released next year. Well, I, I know no one's going to question your judgment on that, and that's probably absolutely a positively great call. Uh, at least now it gives us something to look forward to. Uh, we always love to, you know, hear about the new releases. And, you know, you've always seemed to be ahead of the, the pack. I mean, believe it, it's been 16 years back in 1995 when you released the Opus X, and that was kind of an era where everything was light and mild and even Bud Light and, you know, uh, diet stuff. The whole country's a light. You came out with this uh, way ahead of the curve. I mean, everybody today seems to be paving the way with these full buying cigars, and there you were 16 years ago, you know, releasing the Opus X. Uh, I mean, did you ever dream it would have the impact on the industry and, and your company? No, absolutely not. I, just, I, I never had, you know, it was, it was beyond my dreams. I mean, I, I was I was praying and hoping and struggling for some type of success. But what I wanted to do is just recapture what I felt was my heritage, the past, the taste of, you know, growing up in, in, a, in a family where everybody speaks loud and the Cuban music in the morning and the Cuban music blaring. And I just wanted to recapture that. I felt that was being lost. Uh, every mark, all, every marketing company going out were doing researches, and they wanted this light, that light, a cigar with no aroma that would, you know, that you can't smell, and everything. I just, I was horrified with it, and I just trying to create something that was special. Had no idea in the world, Abe, that it would be something like this would be such a success and become the most sought-after, controversial cigar in the world. It's amazing to do that. That's you know, sometimes you don't, you can't achieve that. A hundred years, a creative brand like that with this kind of impact, that was not something that anybody could ever dream of. Well, you know, it, it happened, and it, it happened to a great family, and and uh, you know, we we you know we gotta appreciate stuff like that. And speaking of Opus X, uh, my good friend here, the Fuente Sales uh, Rep of the Year, Alan Goldfarb, <laughs> uh, gave me this. Unique looking Opus X says a treat this morning. It's it's an uh, Opus X Black Orchid. Interesting cigar. Can you tell me anything about it, Carlito? I can't tell you all. The <laughs> 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 Black Orchid. Oh, Alan, I'm going to get you for that. Sorry, one. bro. <laughs> Sorry, that's the one. That's the one that you. I stole from you last time. <laughs> I'm just so honest, I'm just so open and honest with everything I say. No, Black Orchid was an inspiration uh, for something very special in my life and everything that I've done. It's not, it's not something every creation for me personally. It's not something that someone asks for something and you go out there and you put it together. There's situations, some are very emotional, things that happen to each one of us individually. And sometimes in my most difficult moments, most stressful moments in the middle of the night, I wake up with some inspiration and go back and work on it. That's what Black Orchid is. Black Orchid is something very special and it's something that my daughter, my oldest daughter, Liana, is also working with and so forth. And um, it it will come out on the market. But there will be a black orchid eventually as, as a line. And we also oh, really? have uh, next year that you mentioned, Abe, and no one knows about this, a series of new cigars. And I guess for our 100th year in tribute, uh, we have um, a, a Opus X, a Fuente of Fuente Opus X, which is a little different label. Uh, the label is and it's called Opus X Angel Share. Angel Share. And um, Angel Share and is something very special that has a whole story behind it, inspiration. Uh, with each series of cigars, God's Whisper, it's, it's something very, very emotional to me, very spiritual, and something that, uh, because God speaks to us in so many different words and things that happen in our lives and so forth, it's an incredible cigar. Uh, a little different than Fuente Opus X, with tobacco, some shats, a little Fuente. Not as spicy and, 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 and bold as you mentioned, but a little bit more sweeter and a little bit just 
just a little different, incredible cigar. We had the Destino Siglo, the Dono Toro and Rosario, which will be coming out next year. And um, we have a special cigar coming out this year. That I want to leave that one for a surprise because that will be released uh, now in December, just a few cigars to, just so people get a feeling what's coming in the future. Well, it's great stuff, and, you know, you heard it here first on Kiss My Ash Radio, so mm-hmm. we appreciate you sharing that with our listeners, Carlito. Thank you very much. No, you're absolutely um, welcome. One of the typical questions that we get asked a lot, and, and I know you've probably heard a lot, um, your, your Opus X, your Añejos, your Hemingway Maduros, the 858 Growns, Between the Lines, you know, these are all very limited lines and are released only a few times a year, and, um, you know, Chicago patrons have longed over these lines for many years, and, and we get asked all the time, why can't they just be a regular production item, even if it's limited quantities? Um, especially after all these years where, you know, the adequate planning could have been made to produce these lines regularly, even if it's in limited supply. And, of course, you know, not after the fire, obviously, is, you know, kind of self-answering. But, you know, is, is, there, is, there, is there really a reason why, why this can't be, these cigars can't be handed to the consumers in a more, more availability? You know, Abe, after listening to you, it's like business 101. It sounds like there's an easy solution. I wish there was. But it's, you picked it's up literally on impossible to make cigars of, you know, of, of that, of, you know, of that perfection, cigars with those type of blends, it's literally impossible to make them in any great quantities. Uh, we grow the tobacco ourselves, and there's only so much land, so much land, so much tobacco, so much great tobacco. No one in there, nobody in, has any idea of that farm, Shatsville, of 300 acres, how much tobacco we actually use and how much tobacco never gets used. And how much tobacco they have no idea, but we do not sell one leaf or one ounce of tobacco to anyone. So whatever's not per- perfect, we have to destroy it or get rid of it somehow. Uh, the production is, is just impossible to get the leaves of, to age those leaves, like in an añejo that you mentioned, or some of the cigars, it's impossible to do it all. There's not enough tobacco in this world to make a cigar consistently year after year. It's just not available. Who in their right mind wouldn't want to make more cigars when people are screaming for them, not only in the United States, but world, worldwide? I mean, it's no, responsibility to myself, to, to everybody in our organization to make more cigars, but also the responsibility that tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, next year and years to come, people have security, the people are happy, our consumers are uh, we're responsible, and our consumers are happy with our products. And there's some things, like I said, it just we won't, we won't, we won't change it regardless of the pressure, the pressure we're on. Um, okay, uh, good. Well, I mean, look, obviously, uh, you know, we have to live with that, and uh, we'll take them as we get them. Um, you know, something I definitely wanted to get on the air while we had the chance, while we had you, was I want to take a moment to allow you to talk about the topic that I know is very close to your heart, and that's your Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Can you tell our listeners, and you know, in a brief synopsis, a little bit about the mission, its achievement, and what it means to you personally, Carlito? Yes, yeah, Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Actually, when we went to this small little farm, uh, that uh, this small little farm in this area, Carib, uh, we went there with the dream to be able to achieve a wrapper. But our greatest product that was that was born from there eventually was uh, Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, the project, the Cigar Family School. It was an area where the richest soils of the Dominican Republic were right in the heart of the, of the Dominican Republic. And it's surrounded by mines. It's surrounded by mines. It's very rich in minerals. The river runs right through the farm. And unfortunately, there was an area also where there was not any, no, no schools for the children. And a lot of children at the age of seven, eight years old uh, 
were looking for work so they could eat that day. It was a very sad situation. And through our relationship and, and through our family, our extended family, the Newman family, who would visit us, Stanford Newman and his, his sons, uh, Eric and Bobby, we started seeing these children. We thought about building a small classroom of, you know, maybe 15, 20 students and teach them the basics to read and write and to help take the children off the street. And what started as an idea became a complex of 28 acres with preschool, high school, med school, clinic, uh, medical facility, baseball stadiums. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And it's recognized by the United Nations as being the model in the Caribbean of social responsibility and giving back. It's just incredible what has happened. I could speak on that for hours and hours and hours. It's my baby. It's my baby, I say, because it's just part of my life. It's as important to all of us as cigars. Like I said, it's not about cigars, about people. And to see it's one of the few places outside the U.S. Embassy, US Embassy where Old Glory flies every day proudly. And it's, it's what it's done for the United States and the relationship and the symbol of, you know, what it represents to the Dominican Republic and the giving good hearts of so many people from the United States. It's really been incredible what it's out. You know, just the image that is, is produced for the U.S., and people are just so proud because they understand it's not the Fuente family, the human family who have done this. It's thousands and thousands of people across the United States mostly in the world who enjoy cigars. That is why it's called Cigar Family. You'll never see the name Fuente or Newman anywhere on any of those properties. Mm-hmm. And for that, I thank everyone for the continued support, everyone. And thank you, Abe. Thank you. What you've done is just is overwhelming, and uh, we can't thank you enough. Well, listen, Curly, I want to thank you really much. We could have done... Another hour, I didn't even get to ask you half the questions we wanted to. Um, but uh, our show is going to go to two hours in October, and hopefully you'll take the time and come back and be our guest, and we can get more in-depth and, and, and talk to you a lot more. And thanks once again for taking your time out this morning and join us. And, Alan, thank you to you, too, for thank doing you, this. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Carlito. Thanks oh, for you're being on welcome. our show. Thank you, everyone. I really appreciate it. Thank and you. I look forward to being back in October. There's just so much I would like to share with everyone. Very nice. Definitely. We'll look forward to it, Carlito. Thank you very much. we got to go to a break. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. One cigar has set the quality standard against which all others are measured and has become the world's most recognized and revered brand. Monte Cristo. Whether you prefer the subtle complexities of Monte Cristo Classic, the smooth elegance of Monte Cristo White, the rich, seductive flavor of Monte Cristo Platinum, or the dark and mysterious Monte Cristo Reserva Negra, you are savoring, quite simply, the best of the best. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Camacho Corojo, full body, full flavor, full satisfaction. The 94-rated Camacho Corojo, Cigar Aficionado's Top 5 Cigar for 2010. The world's only authentic Corojo cigar is handmade from first-generation Corojo tobaccos grown in the Hamastran Valley of Honduras. Rich, bold, and smooth, the Camacho Corojo's complex profile is truly unique and provides for a smoking experience like no other full-body cigar. For more information on Camacho cigars, visit us at 
www.camachocigars.com. Camacho Corojo is available at all smoke-in locations. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you got to go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoy de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoya de Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. Gran Habano Cigars is a family-owned and operated company started by Guillermo and George Rico. Using only the best raw materials on earth, Gran Habano begins the growing process with Habano and Corojo seeds, which are grown on company-owned farms in Colombia, Panama, Nicaragua, and Costa Rica. The process comes to fruition at the Boutique Factory, which focuses on quality control and high-end productivity, making it one of the top cigar companies in the world. For more, visit www.ghcigars.com. Gran Habano. Available at all smoke-in locations. The Torano Family Cigar Company's roots began in the heart of Cuba over 95 years ago. Tobacco and cigars has been their passion for four generations, and their driving force in making quality cigars. The Torano Master and Single Region Cigars have scored 91 and 92 respectively by Cigar Aficionado. And the Exodus 1959 50-Year Cigar was rated 93 and the 12th top cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 of 2010. So take time to burn a Torano family cigar and experience something special. You are listening to KMA Radio. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. Listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Fine Cigars. I tell you what, I really gotta give Carlito a lot of thanks and praise. I know that couldn't have been an easy phone call with everything he's going through and no got going yeah, on down definitely. there this week. That was a rough call, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get him back on here when we have a little more time and uh, really yeah. get to get in depth and have a nice conversation with him. Um, Lady M, yes, sir. Uh, you have a trivia question. Our ultimate $100 trivia question of the week. Let's throw it out there as we get some callers so somebody can win $100. And we got a lot of other giveaways. We're going to be giving away the Black Orchid Opus X. So uh, just call in, and if we answer the call while you're on hold, you win that. And we've also got a beautiful four-pack gift pack of the King T samplers that were only made for export use. So you can't get those here in the U.S. So let's see the phones light up. Emily, what is the question? And remember, call us at 877-927-6969. Let me yes. get that out of the way now. Got the number out there. Um, <laughs> What's the know, question you got well, for us? You know, we have our um, Irene Hurricane like swarming around us. But uh, I want to know if you know how many Category 5 hurricanes have hit the United States since 1899. And I'm talking about have hit land at a Category 5. Okay, so how many Category 5 hurricanes hit U.S. soil since when? 1899. All right, that is our question. Let the phones light up. Meanwhile, I'm going to go to the quick Monkey of the Week award. Um, I guess from time to time, all of us enjoy a little role-playing, getting dressed up, while our good buddy, 21-year-old James Stifler. Oh, no. Yes, Stifler, of Hinsdale, Oklahoma, definitely enjoys it. 
He likes to get dressed up in full ninja gear, headgear, ninja sows, which I guess are the shoes. Mm -hmm. And, of course, his lethal samurai sword. Oh, no. Oh, yes. He likes to practice his ninja moves and his crane positions and so forth. Oh, God. Of course, all this seems harmless. Unless you make your local elementary school playground your dojo. No. Yes, sir. Don't say it. (laughs) Mr. Stifler, a.k.a. the Kung Fu Fool, was arrested and charged with possession of a deadly weapon on school property. The school was in lockdown that morning, and buses were diverted until a 21-year-old was in custody. Wow. Mr. James Stifler, you are our monkey of the week. Why? Why would I you mean, do that? I'm dumb enough to do that. Dumb enough to do God knows what else. Let me cruise into this real quick so we can get to our questions. We got the long ass salute of the week. True story. Real Nancy Drew, Jessica Maple, 12 year old girl from Atlanta, who's apparently a skilled investigator, solved the burglary case of her late grandmother's house before investigators could even collect all the clues. Police investigators thought that whoever broke in the house must have had a key because there were no signs of forced entry. But little Miss Maple, 12 years old, thought otherwise. And sure enough, she found that the windows near the garage were broken and there were fingerprints all over the glass. She then followed her instincts and went down to one of the local pawn shops where she found all the items which were stolen for sale. Twelve-year-old? Twelve years old. <laughs> Not only did the manager know both men who bought in the items, he had copies of their driver's licenses as well. No. Oh, wow. They weren't thinking, Maple said, of the robbers. They put everything in the same shop. (laughs) She then gave the copies of the men's IDs to the lead investigator and told him his job was done. Little (laughs) little Miss Maple, the cigars for you. Very nice. All right, let's go to a caller. Let's see who we got here and um, see if we can get anybody who can win either a $100 gift certificate or some nice cigars. All right, let's see. Mark, Mark from Royal Palm, you're on the air. Morning, Mark. Hey, Mark. You have an answer to our trivia question? Uh, no, I missed the question. I just tuned in. Sorry. Oh, just tuned in. Well, we're going to give you a shot at it, Mark. How many Category 5 hurricanes have hit U.S. soil since... 1899. 1899. Um, I think it's four. No, Mark. Close, <laughs> close, but, close but no cigar, Lily, Mark. Thanks for listening, and hopefully uh, you'll catch it again another time, Mark. Thanks a lot. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Bill. Bill from Port St. Lucie, Florida. Bill, you're on the air. Welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Do you have an answer for us? Is it 32, Abe? 32, Bill. Way overdone. Woo! That's a guess. That's a lot. I don't think we'd be in Florida left, but... The whole country would be set back (laughs) if there was 32. Bill, thanks for listening. Hopefully you'll try again next week, my friend. Bill is gone. All right, let's see here. Uh, Peter, Peter, Palm Beach Gardens. Peter, do you have an answer for our trivia question? Yeah, hi, Abe. Uh, I'd say uh, three. Three, done today. Three is correct. Yeah. Congratulations. You're a winner of a $100 gift spirit. Everybody else is on hold. Stay on the line. I have special gifts for you guys. Um, Peter, can you name them? Uh, I I, remember, I know there was one that went through Texas probably what in the early uh, late uh, late eighteen hundreds that was probably one of the first ones that it was was it one up in Maine or something like that that happened in the uh, Boston and, I don't I don't anyone, know anybody. Lady M will tell you right now you know what there was one that hit the Keys um, Louisiana Alabama South Florida in thirty five sixty nine and ninety two Camille Andrew and then I think the first one in thirty five was called Labor Day there you go listen okay yep. Peter, thanks for listening. Stay on the line while we get your information, and we will get that $100 gift card out to you, sir. Thank you very much. 
And now we're going to give away this beautiful Opus X Black Orchid. I almost really hate to give it away, Alan. It's good looking. You know, it's the first one I've ever seen. It's, and a, mm-hmm. it's the only one there that's, is. That's the kind of guy I am. You see, I'm giving it away. <laughs> Did yeah. we describe that pigtail, by the way? It's It's got like a long pigtail. It's like a straight stem and then it sprouts up. and it's uh, like Kind of looks like an orchid. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we either posted a picture on Facebook and Twitter, but let's see here who the next caller is. Caller, you are on the air. Uh, you are on Kiss My Ash Radio. Uh, who's your name? You, you didn't identify who's on. I, I didn't say hello. Oh. Doug. Uh, hey. Oh, hey Doug? Hey, how's it going? Hey, oh, Doug, uh, my screen was blank. I didn't see it. Doug, what's going on? You are the winner of the Black Orchid Cigar, uh, my friend. Can... Sweet. <laughs> Outstanding. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Now, you got to let us know what it's all about because none of us have smoked it yet. <laughs> yes, Doug, please... Uh, Please give us some feedback and stay on the line. We're going to have to go to another one. Get one more prize away. But thanks for winning. Thanks for listening, and congratulations, Doug. Is this Kevin in Boynton? Yes, it is. Kevin, stay on the line. We're going to get your information. You have won a nice four-pack of the King T cigars that are made only for export, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, Abe. Hey, thank you very much, and keep listening. Will do. Take care. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a lot of prizes to be given away in a short amount of time. Once yes. again, uh, you have been listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. Sports fans, stick around. Join our friends Johnny C. and the Greek as they host the Locker Room Sports Talk with an Edge. Remember, gang, life is short. Savor the moments to count. Most importantly, never be afraid to express how you feel. Because if anybody doesn't like it, just tell them to kiss your ash. This is Honest Abe signing out and telling you to be merciless. Spare no cigar, smoke them all, let God sort them out. And thank you for inviting me, Abe. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Alan. Thank you. Stolen from Africa.